Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to David Wax, the founder of Handwritten, which is bringing back the lost art of letter writing. Could this be part of your next marketing campaign? Thanks for downloading. Now, this is a brilliant chat. Really enjoyed this chat. It's about how handwritten notes can help build better customer relations, even increase sales and leads as well. Now, David has founded Handwritten, which uses a whole bunch of robots to write notes with real pens in authentic handwriting styles. David explains exactly how it all works during the podcast. You can find Handwritten at handwritten.com. That's H-A-N-D-W-R-Y. T-T-E-N.com. And you can also connect with David on LinkedIn as well. All the links are in the show notes. Can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is totally ad-free. I'd love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media, subscribe via your favourite podcast app, uh, check out all the links and more podcasts at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked David was, with everything now digital, can sending handwritten notes as part of a marketing campaign really work? Oh, absolutely. We, the whole thing is now, now that everything's going digital, um, and, you know, the average office worker gets 140 emails a day, they spend 25% of their time just rummaging through emails, deleting emails, organizing emails. Um, and then you add the Twitter and Facebook and Slack and Teams and, and all these other forms of communication on top of it, electronic forms of communication. It all just kind of becomes noise. And sure. even the most personalized email that you might receive, um, people now understand that that can be fully automated. Yeah. But when somebody gets a handwritten note, um, whether somebody actually wrote it by hand or a service like um, ours wrote it for them. They have this notion that there was time involved. I think people see the investment in time and because there's an investment in time to write that note and to sit down and think about it, and it's a very personal one-on-one experience. Not only does it work, but it keeps working. So for instance, we work with, um, and I could give you a lot of stats, but um, sometimes I think stories speak louder than, sure, louder yeah. than stats. We work with a piano tuner. Right. And that piano tuner is in somebody's house once a, once a year. Yeah. You only need a piano to be tuned once a year. After tuning the piano, they send a handwritten note to the person thanking them for tuning the piano. A year later, when they re-enter that house to tune that piano again, that handwritten note is still sitting on the piano. Or is sitting on the piano, not still. It's sitting yeah. on the piano. So what are the odds that an email, yeah. a piece of uh, junk mail... Um, would you print it, take a screenshot of a text message sure. and stick it, you know, yeah. uh, print it and stick it to your most prized possession in what I've, what I always call the fancy room of the house, you know, yeah. your, 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 n- n- never, but handwritten notes have a certain very unique, um, spot in our psyche where they're gifts. And when you receive one, you showcase, you're not, not only do you read it and act upon it, but you then showcase it. And we see this time and time again. Um, you know, we have other clients, YouTube shows, um, the largest daily uh, YouTube show on the internet, um, that when, when they send out a handwritten note to their fan club, those users 
uh, tweet photos of those handwritten notes, post yeah. them to, to, to Instagram. You know, it's, it's really something to show off and it's considered a gift. So um, it absolutely works. Um, we have clients that have coupon redemption rates right. five times higher if that coupon code comes with a handwritten note than if that coupon code was delivered electronically. We have automotive dealerships that have um, response rates to a handwritten note that are 23 times greater than their printed mail pieces. Typically, these automotive dealerships in the States print out these letters that they mail you and you're supposed to act upon those letters. But who wants to read a long letter and you know it's just a, something rattled off a laser printer somewhere. So um, when they moved to handwritten notes, they see a 23 time response rate increase. Now, the time and money invested, you know, it takes more money to send out handwritten notes. Um, even just the stamp cost is higher because we, we include a real stamp on that. Sure. Um, but uh, even after all those considerations of cost, it's still a seven times greater ROI than a printed mail piece. Yeah, it's it's interesting you, you mentioned about personalized emails because no matter how much you personalize an email, it always sounds false, doesn't it? It, it? I mean, when I get pitches for podcasts and somebody said, I listened to such and such an episode and it was fantastic, right. I don't believe them. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, the, the big thing, the big trend, I don't know if it's hitting you, but the big trend that's hitting me right now is all these people that are sending spam emails. They don't look like, you know, they're not graphic heavy. It's just text. Yeah. It, it's supposed to look like it came from the desk of somebody. Yeah. But then, so they send you a spam and then two or three days later, they send you another one saying following up. Yeah. And you're just like, no, I'm sorry. I don't have an opportunity to respond to all my spam. So, you know, <laughs> thanks very much. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. It's just out of control right now. There must be something psychological at work here, I think, because it, because we get junk mail through the post and, and that goes straight in the bin. Uh, emails get deleted and they're kind of worthless little things because of, of what they are. But this sounds as if it's actually quite a meaningful thing that, that psychologically people look at a handwritten note and think this is something quite special. Yeah. And, and I really think what it is, is that, you know, like before getting on this podcast, I had to sit here and turn off my email and turn off my Teams and my Slack and my phone yeah. and my office you know all these things all these interruptions for somebody to sit down amidst all these interruptions and send spend five minutes first of all they have to go out and get a piece of stationery and get a stamp and have a pen with ink in it and all that you know all these things that don't sound like much but in today's you know in today's yeah. world it's it's hard finding that time yeah. and then sitting down for five minutes and carving out time to send you something unique people appreciate that so much even more so now that we're i mean it's fortunately getting worse because the pandemic is is coming to an end sure. you know hopefully but um you know people during the pandemic people were so isolated that we had clients we had an online furniture brand that said their clients would call them crying when they received the handwritten notes because right. you know that you don't realize how isolated and alone emotionally alone these people are where they're just you know they don't think anybody cares about them so any small step you take um you know makes a huge difference with email um in the you know there's this trends towards video mail where yeah. you know there's services like bonjoro and stuff like that i think that kind of accomplishes the same thing because if i were to take five minutes out 
and record an, a video to you, John, you know, saying, hey, John, thanks so much for having me on your your podcast today. And I had a sign showing the date or something goofy. Yeah. At least you knew it was me talking directly to you. Yeah. And that gets across the same notion of this was not automated. This yeah. was me actually thanking you for something. So I, I do think there's some kind of gimmicky things you can do with email to kind of get across there too. It, it is, isn't it? It's about time and it's about thinking of the other person, isn't it? I think you've mm -hmm. hit the nail on the head there. I read somewhere that Jeff Bezos only allows emails to be sent to him that require a yes or no answer. And that's it. <laughs> and it's him. like you live in this world which is so urgent and so everything all at yeah. the same time that yeah. when we get something that's almost that that really does look personalized to you that somebody's taken time and thought over uh, it, it kind of it's a shame really that it actually surprises us. Yeah, you know what's old is new again. Um yeah, yeah. before before doing this handwriting company, I had a text messaging company in the early 2000s through mm. 2012. Um, so I kind of rode, rode that wave. And in the end, and it was all opt-in. We weren't, you know, I wouldn't sleep at night if we were spamming anybody. But um, we were sending millions of text messages a day. And yeah, they work. Um, you know, and anytime we'd send out an alert for uh, Abercrombie and Fitch or whatever, thousands of people would line up at the stores and redeem those coupons. But it just seems like the only, you can only get so much of that. And true, yes, if everybody started sending handwritten notes every day, you'd have the same thing happen. Sure. But people aren't, you know, yeah, nobody's yeah. sending handwritten notes. The average person only gets one or two a month. Yeah. So, you know, it is, well, while everybody's pivoting right, you're pivoting left, or at least part you know including some left pivot in your overall marketing strategy and that's really what i say is you know obviously handwritten notes are not for everything but they are for some things and you should use them tactically where appropriate to kind of punch up your message and pump punch up your response rates yeah do, do you think they work well for direct marketing do they actually lead to sales uh and and leads and returns or or is this more of a customer relations type of thing I would say it's more of a customer retention relations type of um, yeah. program. Um, you know, it can work for outreach, but it's so costly. Um, you know, sure. the it, you know people say, well, you're you're more expensive than this printed junk mail piece. They, they won't say junk mail, but this printed piece. And I'll say, of course we are. You know, we have to take something that's printed. In this case, a much nicer, thicker piece of stationery versus your floppy glossy, cheap laser print job. Yeah. And then we have to write on it. And that requires, in our case, at our company, we use 115 robots to do the writing because each robot's only as fast as a human. Sure. So we have, we, it has to go through that process. And then we have to stick it in an envelope. We can't just automate that like a laser printed piece that can be folded and, and tabbed or whatever and, and put in the metered mail. After it's put in a handwritten envelope, we have to put a real stamp on it. So, and real stamps cost more than metered stamps, but yeah. you get a better, a better solution. So of course it's going to cost more than junk mail. Um, but because of that, the, it could be cost prohibitive to do outreach campaigns. Now, um, there have been exceptions to the rule. We work with 
some high-end realtors, or I guess in the States, any realtor these days is a high-end realtor. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. absolutely crazy what's going yeah. on. Um, but, uh, you know, so when they have open houses, sometimes they'll, um, you know, send out handwritten notes to everybody in the community saying, please stop by my open house. Or we've worked with a jewelry store chain um, that was opening up in a new market in the U.S. And there we worked with uh, a data provider. I think it was called NData or something yeah. that that had all the zip had um, all the house numbers and their uh, the the revenue or sorry the household income by zip code. So we targeted yeah. certain zip code and Focus was the name of that company. Yeah. We targeted. Um, certain house uh, zip codes by income and then we sent out invites to those people with handwritten notes and business cards of the manager of the store that was opening up and you know inviting them into the jewelry store so we so you know if you have a high-end product like jewelry maybe it makes sense but sure. i would not say it's time to boil the ocean with handwritten notes i'd say it's much more about country, customer retention just customer thanks you know full stop without looking for an roi on it just customer relationship management. Um, you can certainly do some win back if you have a bad oper- uh, a bad ex- or one of your customers has a bad experience. I have some funny examples I can share with you there. But um, but yeah, it's I'd say it's more for your existing customers than reaching out and trying to get new customers. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned robots because I had this image in my head of David sat there from from early in the morning till at night with a whole pencil case of pens and things and yeah. just sitting there writing these notes out. It doesn't quite work like that, does it? No, and I don't think you'd want it to either because no. let's say I hired 100 people or 200 people to do it. The problem there is, is the 200th note or the, let's let's say the 20th note coming from employee 10, is that going to look as good as the first note coming from employee 10? Yeah, yeah. Will employee 10 go rogue and all of a start, sudden start sending nasty notes to your customers? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so um, these robots allow you to provide consistency and um, a measure of brand identity. So, um, you know, if you decide your brand is very fancy, we've got fancy handwriting styles for you. And all the notes are written in pen, um, you know, a ballpoint pen that, you know, people can smear the ink and see that it's real and it's got variation of character and line spacing is different and left margin is different. We do all this stuff to make the notes look incredibly real. But in the end, it's written by robots because A, they can run 24 hours a day um, but B, there's some consistency in, in end product and, you know, no rogue nature to it. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody wants to be the person who's last in at the dentist, do they, right at the end when the dentist is desperate to go home? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the dentist first thing in the morning. Absolutely. When they're nice and fresh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got this image in my head because... Of like, do you remember that Tom Cruise movie AI with all those humanoid-looking yes. robots? I yeah. got this image in my head with loads of loads of these robots looking utterly depressed, really sad, and just sat there <laughs> writing things out and thinking, "Why is this human making me do this?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, again, it's not like that. They probably look more like printers, don't they? Yeah, they look like they're kind of like old. You know, it, back, again, what's old is new is again. So. Back in the day, we had these things called plotters, which yep. was like a rudimentary uh, printer that went up, down, left, and right with a pen. 
we do the same things. The thing with a plotter is typically it writes on a roll of paper. Sure. Because um, feeding paper is such a chore, as I've learned, especially feeding envelopes. So what we've done is we've kind of recreated a plotter, but it takes a very, we built a very robust paper feed and paper handling system on top of that. And then um, with that, that the software for the plotter is such that every you know robot in this case is autonomous so it doesn't have to be connected directly to a computer um, you can basically feed it a thousand jobs and then the robot has a little screen on it and and it tracks ink uh, ink status and you know and right. all that and actually right. the robots will uh, they're custom made here in Phoenix we laser cut and 3d print the parts and all that um, and the robots will actually communicate with us when they need something. So they use Slack um, <laughs> and they'll send us Slack notifications like, hey, I'm out of ink or I need paper yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then what we've done on the back end also is we're rolling out a quality assurance system using machine vision and machine learning. So we've gone all in on this. So it's very different when you're writing a, a hundred handwritten notes a day. But when you're writing 10,000, you need to create systems that allow you to um, you know, absolutely control quality. So these machine vision systems compare what the robot wrote to what the robot was supposed to write. Sure. And it basically overlays what the robot was supposed to write on what it wrote and say, yes, this is good, or no, this is a missing a period or something. And then um, we're able to do that within a half a second. And then at the same time, that, that quality assurance system will tell the operator to insert a gift card or a business card or, you know, put an international stamp on it or, or don't ship it, just put it in a box and, you know, we'll UPS that box somewhere. So this QA system is, is, handle, is handling all that. So that's part of the technology too. But yeah, these robots, um, completely custom made, They're, we, we stack them too high. Uh, so, you know, one on top of the other and yeah. we... We've got about six in Iraq and uh, 115 of them currently. And how many how many notes can you kind of like pump out in a day? Do you reckon? Um, each robot can do between, and it very much depends on the length of the note. Of course, yeah. Because the longer the note, the you know the longer it takes yeah. to write. But probably around five to five hundred to seven fifty per machine per twenty four hour period. That's assuming somebody's there to refill it. Yeah. if it doesn't run out of ink um, and then you know most of the time i'd say 95 percent of the time we need a second robot right next to it handling the envelopes right so you kind of run them in pairs yeah can you can we pick pens so we pick whatever pen what type of ink you know yeah oh yeah uh <laughs> we've kind of say you can pick any pen you want as long as it's blue gel pen right uh, the reason uh, you know you can pick any stationary one you can design your own stationery. We're, we're very flexible on stationery. Pens, unless you're placing a large bulk order where you're saying, okay, I want you know your robots tied up for a day just writing 5,000 of these notes or whatever, we just do blue. Um, we sure. do blue because usually if somebody wants black, really, what's the difference? You know, blue, black. Yeah. We've determined that blue looks better anyway. And the, you know, we're already running around putting in stationery for us to run around and swap out pens and reset pen meters because yeah. we have to track the ink levels on each pen, it's it's just a, it's too much. 
That said, you know, if you are doing these big orders and you want us to do like, um, you know, something in Sharpie marker or you're doing stickers and they have to be in black ink, we'll do it. It just has to be a really big order yeah. to justify it. Yeah. It's not, you're not, we're not going to do it for one card. Yeah. I hope you're nice to all these robots because, you know, when they take over the world, they're going to come back and say, you made me write all these notes. <laughs> You know, it's funny. When you when you walk in our office, uh, the first thing you see is a flashing neon sign that says, all hail the robots. We're yes. we're very much uh, preparing for the robot apocalypse. And when that, you know, when we're the oh, yeah, telling us what to write. I, I'm very polite to Alexa all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, I, tell you, I take it we can personalize all these messages. So we kind of like we write the message ourselves. We write the note ourselves and then we, we throw it at you. So everything can it be personalized in the sense that, say, for example, if you've got a customer database and you want to say, dear Dave, dear John, dear Beverly, oh, dear yeah. Tina, can we do that sort of thing as well? Uh, absolutely. That's that's, uh, you know, the tables table stakes. I mean, we, we absolutely have to do that. Um, and then the body of the message, you know, that's where you can get um, very creative and personalization. So for example, we work with um, a high-end um, wallet and handbag company. And there they'll say, you know, dear John, we're so excited you purchased. And they won't say the product name because that's too mechanical. Yeah. You know, don't, you know, yeah. We, we're so glad you purchased the brown leather trifold wallet. Like, who's going to yeah. say that, right? Yeah. But what they do is then they just go up a category. So then we, we're so glad you purchased your wallet from us. Um, so, you know, they have a database of all their products. They have a database of all the product categories that, that tie to those. So then we just go up that category or, you know, we're so glad you purchased your new backpack from us. And then we'll, we'll automate the rest of the note with that. Um, and the key here is automation. So yes, we can take, you can go to our website, type in OneNote, use a template if you want, or type it, you know, from start to finish. You can upload spreadsheets within our website if you want to do bulk orders that way. Um, we can also tie to Shopify and tie to Zapier, Salesforce.com, Integramat, Integrately, all these other integration systems, HubSpot, so that um, you can automate this where you don't even think about sending it. You know, that example yeah. of the piano tuner I, I told you about, he automates his system entirely. So he doesn't, you know, he just knows he has an appointment complete in his appointment management system. The rest just happens. Yeah. He doesn't touch anything. And, and that's really the best way to make it work because even if you have all this automate, um, you know, the system that takes your spreadsheet and, and you know, uploads it and all that stuff, you still have to press go on the spreadsheet. Sure. So if you don't have to do that and you just automate the system from start to finish, your you know, your yeah. internal compliance goes way up. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've got to ask the question, what's your handwriting like? Is it good? Oh, it's terrible. My <laughs> handwriting personally is terrible. And I'm guilty as a family, you know, I've got two kids and and all that. Yeah. We don't send out holiday cards. No, we're, no. We're the worst. You know, here I am working for a company. That's all we do. And I just don't get around to it. So, I, you know, those that don't do teach, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I, I must admit, I used to have really nice handwriting when I was like, I don't know, 16, 17, 18, 20 even. My handwriting was good. But then... I just didn't write anything hardly, apart from on a post-it note to remind myself to do something. And you kind of get oh, out yeah. of practice, no. don't you? 
Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's why we have, you know, again, I, I don't want this to be an advertisement, but our system has 35 to, or 25 different styles in it currently. And then people sure. do create their own styles. We have one lady and, you know, it, it, to create your own style, it's, it's quite expensive, but I guess money is no object. Every year she has two very young children. I think they're ages six and eight or something currently. Yeah. She has us recreate their handwriting style of that year. Right. So I don't understand the reason why. I, I don't know if she's just trying to capture it or if she wants her kids to write thank you notes for birthday gifts and stuff, but she doesn't want them to actually write it. But yeah, I mean, um, our styles run the gamut from fancy to messy and everything in between. Yeah, I could imagine asking a six-year-old to write out a thousand notes, though. <laughs> I know. I mean, I I was ne- when I was six, I never had an occasion to do so. So no, who knows? No, so. Um, right, David, I've, I've talked for hours on this. Um, where can we find you? Where's your website and all your social media bits and pieces? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Handwritten is the name of the company, H-A-N-D. W-R-Y-T-T-E-N.com. If you're curious, you can go there, click the business tab, and um, there's a form to fill out and get you get a beautiful sample packet with all our info in it and all that. Cool. Um, I'm David Wax on Twitter. No, I'm David B. Wax on Twitter. I'm sorry. And, and my last name is a little funny, W-A-C-H-S. Or uh, even better, go to Handwritten on Twitter, H-A-N-D-W-R-Y-T-T-E-N on Facebook, on Instagram, all the social channels, just search for Handwritten. Fantastic. I'll leave a a bunch of links in the show notes so folks can just tap on those and um, go straight there. Um, Thanks for your time, David. I really appreciate it. Thank you, John. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks again to David for his time. Check out the show notes for all the links. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favourite podcast player. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.